three, a two, a one, a diet Mountain Dew. Mm. If you counted the other way, it would have been uh, how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week just sucks. Yeah. Man, it, does. it just sucks. Oh, man, it was, uh, I mean, not only are we in a pandemic, some mm-hmm. of us are quarantined, but then Friday, Friday evening comes along and, and man, it just, it was like a gut punch, man. Yeah, so um, if you've not heard, um, I'm not sure how this, I think the most, uh, it is the most liked tweet on Twitter now, um, mm-hmm. is, uh, even though there's nothing to like about this, is uh, that Chadwick Boseman uh, has passed away at the age of, I think he was what, 43, I think? Yeah. I mean, uh, just just shocking, just uh, some people were talking about how, uh, I guess somewhat recently there were some photos of him online and people were kind of uh, poking fun at the way he looked and obviously that, mm. you know, it's, they, they feel horrible about it now. But uh, uh, yeah, I just had a, I had a, I had no idea, but even like, yeah. you know, quote unquote in his prime, he looked really good for 40. I mean, my wife yeah. and I were both shocked that he, that he was that old. I was like, man, he looks better than I do. <laughs> and I'm only yeah. like 32. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, uh, he uh, the reports are that he's had um he was battling uh colon cancer for four years mm-hmm. and i yeah i in my mind i meant to like you know we got him debuting in civil war in 2016 yeah um so he had did most of his marvel tenure uh with this diagnosis um so and, and you would never have known looking at him in those movies or watching him so yeah it's it, just it's, it's crazy. It's it's hard to it's hard to figure out what to say. Yeah. Because if you were on Twitter this weekend, you know, you know, we were talking about that tweet, or even anywhere on social media, I feel like everything has kind of already been said, and yeah. I, I would say said very very well and very poignant. Um, I think the first thing I did is I kind of went out and I looked for people that uh, knew him, you know, some of the other like Avengers cast and kind of what were some of their words and some of their stories, and mm-hmm. it was cool seeing some of these other outlets start to share videos of like kind of when Chadwick came on their shows. Uh, like I, I haven't really been keeping up with SNL over the years, uh, but he, I, he, apparently he had a really yeah. funny sketch on black jeopardy that I had no yes. idea about. He, he, did, he, he played, um, he, he played uh, T'Challa on, on black jeopardy. Yeah. So. Which was, it was hilarious here hearing him talk about like potato salad and, yeah. and, and that, in that accent and, he did like this funny kind of like prank with uh, Jimmy Fallon, where he would pop out from behind a curtain, uh, yeah. where people. I guess I don't know what the I don't know what the whole setup was, but I guess they were just like, look at this poster of Black Panther and kind of th- th- give some words to Chadwick if he was here. Yeah, and my favorite one is when this guy was just like, oh man, I saw it like twice in theaters, and then I bootlegged it and I watched it again, and then he popped out from behind the curtain. He's just like, you bootlegging my movies? <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's the thing, you know, uh, over, you know, the, the, the years that we've known him and, and just as long as we've been doing the show, you know, I guess, is no, you never hear a bad thing about him. Uh, no mm-hmm. one no one has said a bad thing about him in that time frame. And, and, you know, even now, I don't I don't expect stuff to come up. And 
one of the 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 things is like you know keeping this to himself keeping his family like no one knew no one has said anything for four years and you know being just kind of a, a shock out of nowhere that's a that's a kind of a that's a good circle that's a good uh um you know thing yeah. to do if, if someone can keep your keep your secrets for yourself so yeah it just seems like you know usually when we kind of lose these like high profile celebrities it seems to be um like sudden and it seems to usually be tragic in a way of you know it could have been an accident or something like that and I hope like his family and also himself found some peace in the fact that, you know, this diagnosis was four years ago and obviously they all hoped it would have gone a different way, but hopefully, you know, they kind of, they just had an idea of what was going to happen and hopefully they were able to prepare and it was great that they were able to keep it private, you know, which made it such a big shock, which, you know, they should do. They should handle it however they want to handle it for sure. But, you know, I hope, you know, he kind of got his, you know, final, he got, you know, his final words, you know, he got to do what he wanted to do in like his last, uh, his last weeks, months. Um, You know, I'm curious if we have anything to expect from him. You know, he obviously does not owe us anything, but, you know, it would be so cool if maybe he had written some final, some final words down or something like that, but you know mm-hmm. you know, like like we said at the top of the show we're in this pandemic and this quarantine so i don't know if there's going to be any sort of like mass gathering for uh for him because he obviously touched a lot of people i think the last thing that kind of happened maybe of this magnitude especially that connected with uh the communities that he touched was probably kobe bryant at the beginning of the year but that was just yeah. before the pandemic so you know i don't know i guess we just kind of um uh, wait and see but man yeah that Friday was just like we we got the news like maybe I think it was about it was it was like 17 minutes after it happened because I feel like when I opened up my my uh, Twitter account and I saw the timestamp of 17 minutes ago and I was like oh man this is like so new this is like so fresh and yeah man well, and it was one of those things again talking about keeping it secret it's, it allowed his family in his estate to make the um, announcement and it wasn't anything through like any other like TMZ or like you know Mm -hmm. one of those leak websites you know Um, so that's you know kind of a kind of a a a blessing for that and then um, he he also did other movies in in the meantime other than you know just superheroes that's what we're talking about so the 21 Bridges I think The Five Bloods with Spike Lee or Spike was Spike Lee? I believe so. Uh. Spike somebody. Uh, the <laughs> most recent one. And then uh, he's got one movie to come out on Netflix, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, that he's already filmed. Um, uh, Spike so Lee, that, by the way. <laughs> Spike Lee. I thought it would be best to double check. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, so he's got one more movie left. Um, people were asking me, did they already film Black Panther 2? They have not filmed Black Panther 2. So no. uh, we're not going to... We- touch any of that this week so yeah i think we we both decided that well even though we we both kind of find our happy places and kind of talking about the future of uh marvel films yeah. now is not the time but it, we do I, when i was looking up on imdb i think we might get one last bit of him as t'challa in the um, in the marvel what if series i don't know if they actually put him i don't know if they ever got him in a recording booth but he was i believe he was mm. to reprise i don't know since it is a what if series i don't know if he literally was going to be the black panther again but well, it seems like the, we are going to be getting possibly the, t'challa again his t'challa yeah, yeah in the in the the previous disney did last year he was actually what if t'challa became star lord um mm-hmm. in some of those images 
So I I think again that a lot of those voices are done, but yeah, we'll have to see how that 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 happens. Yeah. So uh, that'll be that'll be really 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 nice to see. Mm-hmm. So looking really, I mean, I was already looking forward to that that show, yeah. but now uh, it, even more so. And tonight, uh, it's Sunday. You guys probably are listening to this on Monday. Um, ABC is doing a commercial-free showing of uh, Black Panther on the oh, network. That's so, that's so um, cool. And then a tribute to the King uh, afterwards. So they were they were able to turn that around pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. So that's uh, um, yeah, it'll be Sunday night. We'll probably talk about it maybe a little bit more next week if whatever comes mm-hmm. out of that. So, all right, Mike, let's um. Let's move Ooh, on to the next gotta, thing. Yeah, gotta shake off these awful vibes, man. It's just, yeah. who it's it's always it's always kind of weird too to the to grieve somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of have to deal with that that whole thing too. But uh, yeah, what a what an awful weekend, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe 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 this week we can we can both revisit some of his Marvel movies. Um, mm-hmm. He definitely had more time in Infinity War than Endgame. Uh, but mm-hmm. but I haven't watched Black Panther in a hot minute. I feel. Mm-hmm. So. But as this as this show is always meant to do, no matter what's uh, happening out there in the world, we want it to be uh, a place to entertain and uh, mm-hmm. entertain you, possibly make you laugh, make you think. So uh, let's uh, the show well, goes on. Yep, and I was going to say that's my segue into the corn stream. Next week might have some uh, Black Panther movies, but this week's corn stream. Ooh, definitely story. stream. All right. Come on over, kids. Come on over, adults. I got the bean bags. I recently got a futon out of the garbage. Don't worry. I checked it for bed bugs. Yeah, I don't, we got I don't like it. Lots of room. This is, not, this is not the state of the world <laughs> we're pulling furniture off the street, Mike. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll start it off with a back to back camping uh, movie selection. I know the other week I talked about a back to back Michael J. Fox. Now we got two camp movies, which, looking it up just before the show, uh, I realized they came out uh, consecutive years from each other, 94 and 95. So first up, this was really fun, because this was a camp movie I had never seen before that's on Disney+, Plus, but that my wife grew up with, had seen it plenty of times, called Camp Nowhere. Um, I'm not familiar with too much of the cast, but it does star Christopher Lloyd, uh, a.k.a. Doc Brown from Back to the Future, and it was great to see him in this role. Uh, this, would have been, this would have been after uh, Back to the Future, but I, I usually don't see him in things out of Back to the Future, so it was cool to kind of just see him as like this, like, almost kind of like hippie burnout theater teacher who uh, kind of gets hired by a bunch of kids to put on a fake camp. Mm-hmm. So these yep. kids don't have to go to like computer camp or military school for the summer. So it's a fun ruse. This definitely seems like a movie that I really would have emotionally connected to uh, when I was a kid. But for some reason, I just never saw it. So oh, I really? saw it now just a couple days ago. I don't, Chris, was this ever on your radar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this was definitely on the... Um on my radar growing up again uh, um, after last week's episode my mother decided to listen or end up listening to our podcast and telling me about the places where they had video rentals in my town growing up <laughs> awesome. but i definitely remember awesome. renting this and seeing it. i believe it was on hbo it's one of those other movie channels that's like after it gets off hbo it goes there and you have to pay uh-huh. extra for it but i mm-hmm. i remember wholeheartedly watching um both the movies you're gonna talk about but also camp nowhere which is jessica alba's uh 
movie debut. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah. We um, she, she definitely she does not have a starring role. She's not like any one of the main characters. But we were watching like a montage towards like in the third act of the film where they're kind of like putting the camp together uh, in the final act. And there's like this shot of like, wait, is that Jessica Alba just like in the background? Yeah. Like I don't even know if she has a speaking role in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I rem- I remember. I mean, I remember this. Um, again, Christopher Lloyd. It's 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 feels like um not Richie Rich but like that era of film definitely yeah so. and also like you know I have a soft spot in my heart for different types of genres of films like obviously I love Prison Break and heist movies those are kind of uh, probably one of my favorite genres uh, you know uh, a good thriller every once in a while is great uh, I love the I love the theme of transitional teens from like the last summer before they go to college you know like super bad book smart you know uh, can't hardly wait and I, camp movies are also uh, very close to my heart so we got to follow it up with a camp movie I grew up with but my wife had never seen so with this like perfect yin and yang with us which is heavyweights okay. which is a great movie yep. about a ki- about a kid who gets sent to fat camp but when he gets there it ends up being really really great he makes a bunch of friends that are all also fat and they're all, they just are they they're very proud of their weight and they cheer their other campers when they weigh the most and they clap them but then uh, Ben Stiller comes in yes. buys the camp and turns the whole thing upside down it's just great and i've watched it so many times growing up there's like a there's like this um it's not a derby what's it called at the end where they're all like competing uh it's like a triathlon type of thing but i don't know the word escapes me um but they're competing with like a neighboring camp of kids that you know aren't fat but there's like this awesome go-kart scene at the end it always made me want to drive a go-kart when i was a kid but I was shocked as many times if I'd seen this movie as a kid, and I'm a current day fan of Judd Apatow. Yeah. This was a Judd Apatow movie. I had no idea. He wrote and directed it, and apparently he stars in it, he, but we couldn't quite figure out who he was in the movie. We thought he was the cameraman, but the cameraman just kind of looks like Judd Apatow. It's a totally different guy, so I don't know where he is in the movie. So Apparently he, it's a character named Homer. <laughs> he, he didn't direct the movie. He just wrote, he just wrote the movie. He didn't? Nope. I, Stephen I Brill directed the movie. Oh, okay. I think what it was is in the opening credits, I think it's listed as a Judd Apatow film because I believe I, he's listed as producer and yeah. writer. Okay. That, yeah. Either but, way. But it's got, you know, again, classic you know Ben Stiller, kind of um, pre-Dodgeball Ben Stiller kind of thing. Yeah. You know? would, and it's great because without with very, very little mental gymnastics, this is almost like a Globo Gym prequel because he, yeah. he's he's nearly playing the exact same character. So it's very, very fun to imagine that when the falling out happens with him at the end of the movie, he goes on to create a Globo yeah. Gym. Um, and even the even the colors that he uses when he buys the camp are kind of similar in that purple to the uh, what are they the cobras or something like yeah. that in, in that film. And I was really happy to see that my wife loved the movie as well. So these yeah, are two classic. great camp movies. Watch watch them in that order too. Uh, camp Nowhere '94, Heavyweights '95. I think even even kids nowadays would like them. Uh, it's weird. I think I connect so much to the camp movie because I never really had the 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 very um, 
not cliche, but the very iconic camp experience. You know, I never got sent away for like six to eight eight weeks to live in a cabin. Yeah, uh, my parents were probably more like, "We're not going to spend that money. You're just going to stay here at home and yeah. you know play video games." It's, with, you it's know, cheaper I'll, to I'll, make you miserable here <laughs> than to send you somewhere else to make yeah. you miserable. Yeah, and also all of these camp movies, it's usually the kids complaining. Like these two movies, like the main characters originally did not want to go to camp because they didn't want to be uh, mm-hmm. tied up. I think in Camp Nowhere, uh, it, I don't know. It's one of these camp movies, uh, but they're like, oh, you're going to camp. And they're like, no, I had plans this summer. I was going to chill. And I was like, yes, exactly. That's what I did during my summers. So mm-hmm. uh, there you go. Solid start to the yeah. corn stream, well, two back-to-back camp movies. Um, I, I I don't know. Where did you watch those at? My Both of those are on Disney Plus, actually. Okay, that's what I thought. I know Heavyweights, I think, was on Disney channel growing up i didn't know the other one so that's good mm-hmm. so you can just yeah. pick those up there yeah so i started strong now i'm gonna not now i'm gonna end week uh there's this new fox animated uh show called hoops that landed on netflix this weekend i don't know the exact studio behind it it does seem like it has a similar art style to like kind of if you mashed up Rick and Morty uh, with Bob's Burgers. Uh, so I think it's in the Bob's Burgers studio realm. But um, it's it's written by somebody uh, who had worked on some, like, uh, who had been staffed on some TV shows in the past. I think they're credited for working on the new Animaniacs reboot. So it's not particularly coming from anybody, um, anybody uh, high up on the totem pole. But it's about a coach who's voiced by Jake Johnson, uh, who did uh, the the older slobby Peter Parker in Spider-Verse, who plays like this very crash coach who's teaching high school basketball that has this dreams of uh, becoming more successful and owning an infinity pool. But uh, uh, man, uh, the first episode is very not safe for work. There is a lot of swearing. I feel like if you did a control F on the screenplay uh, for the first episode, you would just get the F word like a thousand times. Uh, so <laughs> I did some searching on Twitter and some people say, you know, they get, you, you, you know, it gets better and you might get hooked around episode three. But mm-hmm. personally for me, I just could, I, I like, I love, like, I love me some adult humor, but this is the kind of the not smart side of adult humor. It just kind of seemed like how, how kind of gross and weird can we be without being super funny so uh, i don't know if that sounds like up your alley and you want to stick with at least three episodes uh it might might come in handy but i don't know if i could recommend hoops i don't know if you've heard of it yeah. chris i i not until you said it and i'm i have still haven't seen anything on it so yeah yeah i mean it popped up in the top 10 for for netflix this weekend so it, it might show up uh and for some of you but uh don't don't watch it with your kids unless you're okay with them hearing tons of swearing and <laughs> there's lots of reference to uh to uh to genitalia so uh it, you know i would say if you wanted something like that and you haven't seen it yet watch big mouth it's less crass but adult humor but a lot smarter i would say so uh hoops that one's kind of easy to kind of uh, chuck away but uh, the last one, this one made me and the wife very angry. We felt like we got an hour and a half stolen from us on a premise that seemed very, very, very promising, but just they totally miffed it. And that was The Binge, which came out on Hulu this weekend. And the premise is basically, what if The Purge, but instead of murdering, it's drugs and alcohol. So uh, the the movie is set up with a whole lot of B-roll and narration, and that's not oh, a very no. good start. Oh, no. Trying to explain that, oh, this is the this is the world. Uh, drugs and alcohol were out of control, so they they outlawed all of them. 
but they let people binge one time a year. Uh, and if you're 18 uh-huh. years or older, you can binge, get it all out of your system. It's the exact same premise. But it, I could look past all of the technical faults of this world that they're building if the movie was funny. But the movie's just not funny. There's like one or two chuckles in this whole like you know hour and a half film that stars some people that were actually we are excited to see Vince Vaughn plays the principal and I would say he does a very good performance but you know it's just there's not much uh, worth in it um, I never remember this kid's name but he was in Booksmart and also Santa Cleary to Diet two 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 things that I really really liked uh, he's kind of the main star. And then another kid from Booksmart is in this as well. So it, it was a lot of cast of, of, uh, and stuff that you've seen before. Like Booksmart is another film about kids that want to go out and party. And I would say just go watch that again if you've seen it already. It's much better. But man, they really let this premise fall to the wayside. I don't know why you would focus on 18-year-old kids because whether you're in a, in a binge-like scenario, uh, even if you're in our actual world, you'll come across 18-year-olds that have never drank or done, mm-hmm. done drugs before. So the premise just seems totally wasted on them. And also it seems like your world would have changed a lot more. Like they go to a restaurant that's kind of like a TGI Fridays, but there's still like a bar there and a bartender. But the person would only work like one day a week. It seems like you would remodel your entire restaurant franchise if you couldn't serve alcohol. And they also even say at the very beginning of the movie that they sell the drugs and the alcohol every year to the highest bidder. But these teenagers just kind of go to the TGI Fridays and like buy shots. And it's just like, you couldn't afford those things if you could only sell them like once a year. So uh, yeah, we just got way too tied up in it. Uh, in in this awful world and no jokes and there's a weird like musical number in the middle of it and just don't watch it don't it, watch it please don't watch it it's on Hulu just go watch don't it tell them where it is Mike it. if you don't want them to watch it <laughs> well I only tell them where it is because if you're on Hulu Booksmart is there it's like the same premise that's what drove me crazy Chris oh I just have to vent for a second this oh, what okay. really drove me crazy is because Booksmart is almost the exact same premise because this movie kind of follows a bunch of like do gooder nerds that are gonna binge for the very first time. And Booksmart is the same premise about kids that were all buttoned up and they didn't party at all, but they're about to go off to college, so they want to experience what it's like to kind of be like a delinquent for once. So it's like the same premise, but you don't have to use all of this narration and B-roll to set it up. And it's directed by um, Olivia Wilde, uh, who is going to be directing uh, for Sony and Marvel here in the future. So you get a little bit of that background of her if you watch it. So just in every facet of the way, just go watch Booksmart. Smart. It even has a great, a great. Uh, it even has a great soundtrack. After you watch that movie, you can go on Spotify and just listen to the music over again. I beg you, do not watch the binge. It is a waste of your time. I don't well, want to give Hulu the analytics to to make another one. Well, what what's funny is, um, it sounds like you know the scary movie parody version of The Purge. Uh huh. Like, but there's purging and binging and like. Purging's about the in terms of word. I know what they are, but it sounds like a parody of that. Even though yeah. at the end of the day, it's not. But it's just like they just they just do not lean into the to their concept that they built in. So yeah, just say just there you go. That's the corn stream. Just go watch those camp movies. They'll have a yeah. much better time. And then if you want to get a little bit more adult, go watch Booksmart. Well, it's not done yet. I've got to talk about my two movies I watched this week, Mike. You, you, oh well, you okay. Well, your... we got to. We got to move corners, Chris. I have people in furniture. Get out of my beanbags. Get off my futon. I don't know what Chris has for you. No, no, no. We're we're sitting here. We're going to talk. We're going to (laughs) talk because I want you to be excellent to each other. Okay? 
Okay. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I do- I dove into these for the first time in maybe 20 years, Mike. Um, because Sounds like you the- were preparing for something. Yeah, the new one, Bill and Ted's uh, 3, <laughs> Face the Music, which came out um, this week. I haven't watched it yet. Um, cause my other, what I did this week is down in the middle of the notes down here, but, um, I will tell you excellent to me, if I, if I was to one excellent adventure holds up way better than bogus journey because excellent adventure is the one where they have to go and they're, if they don't pass history, um, Ted, uh, who is, um, Keanu Reeves character, his dad's going to send him to military school the next day. So they have to go through time to get all of these, uh, historic characters for this presentation. And so now you're, t- you're talking to somebody over here that has no idea what happens in any of these films. I'm just yeah. familiar with what the characters look like and loosely the premise. So Excellent Adventure is the first movie. Right? That is correct. And that's the one okay. that, that deals with um, time travel and history. Okay. Uh, like and it, it, make, it makes sense that you say that that one would hold up the best because usually in, in movie kind of installments and franchises, usually the first one is kind yeah. of the best it, one. Well, some people like the second one. The second one's a little different. It's five years later, and um, the the whole thing is the they, Bill and Ted have, have made this have made the universe peaceful, but there's some group in the future now who wants to send robotic versions of Bill and Ted back to kill them and. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, ruin ruin their their legacy, and this mm-hmm. is the one where we get William Sadler, uh, who played the president in Iron Man three, actually um, as Death, and Death they have to challenge Death to these games, and it's just like the first game they play is Battleship, Michael. Like, they're, they're not <laughs> they're not games, so but they win like every time they play him, and then so Death has to help them get back to where they are and and do all this other stuff. So there's no time traveling it's more about going to heaven and hell and stuff like that a little bit more okay all right a little bit more around about way but it's still it's still got some good jokes there's like one reference in both of these they do it in both of them that does not hold up and um i'm i don't think they'll do it in the new one but i, I gotta check it out um it's it's where it, and just to to show how dated these movies are, they they hug each other and then they're like they call each other fags so i'm like that doesn't hold oh, up geez. that doesn't hold up at all uh, why would you do this um, but uh, i i think you know they are both you know these aren't movies i'm going to sit and watch actively mike i think i was texting you while i was doing most of this so um, but they're still fun fun movies to to get to and i think this is the movies that gave people the idea that keanu reeves was just stupid as hell um, <laughs> well, yeah i mean i can believe it because he of the two i think he is probably the least intelligent of the bill and ted um, but I, he just nails it. Like seeing him in that role now, I'm like, that's not, that's not John Wick. I don't know what you're talking about. So it's <laughs> fun to go back and visit people? those. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'd recommend you go check them out. And then, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, man, he's a comedian. I can only think of him from, I forget his character's name is Rufus. And I, I want to say Carl something, but it's not, it. I'll think of it later. But, um, he he plays that he normally plays a comedian, but he was like a very straight laced person in this, and it was pretty interesting to see it. So that means nothing to anybody because I forgot the actor's name. Um, <laughs> but um, man, did you watch uh, Jane George Silent Bob? Carlin? George Carlin. There it is. Of. Yeah, yes. I just typed in Rufus and Bill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's it. So um, I can't do that because my <coughs> keyboard. Uh, but um, yeah, so I, I I'd recommend that if, if you're gonna watch the third one or you're looking for some. Um, easy comedies to kind of get through. I think they're like 90 minutes each pretty quick jaunts through time, if you will. Uh, we, all words, needs, I we all need some reprieve from tragedy right now. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. 
that's what I'd recommend. Uh, what we uh, would also, I, we're just gonna jump on our news here. The first topic of the the day, Mike, because we're we're out of the corn stream, is actually watching movies, and this new Mutants is out in theaters. Um, yes. If you're going to theaters, be careful, be safe. Um, you know, try not to, but if you if you really want to, we're not here to tell you what to do with your life. Um, the movie's in theaters, and we're looking to probably try to do a review next week. I don't know. Um, we're gonna see what we can we can do for this. Yeah, I mean the the, the really the the good thing that's happening right now is the movie is out. We don't yes. we don't recommend people go see it unless they can truly see it safely. But contractually, from a lawyer's point of view, the movie is has been in theaters. So mm-hmm. now I feel like we're just kind of counting down to when can this stream? When can this go PVOD? I highly doubt that it's going to go the old timeline, you know, back in 2019 where it's going to be in theaters for like, you know, two months and then two more months we'll get the physical or we'll get the digital then physical release and then months after that it'll stream for free. I'm pretty sure all of that is out the window. Uh, So... Is it going to be two weeks until we can buy it, PVOD, three weeks? Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, we want to talk about this movie for many, many reasons on this show to talk about the future of the X-Men. Well, is anything in this movie good enough to carry over into Feige's MCU? Hmm. Who knows? Uh, We don't even know how it ends. It'd be hilarious if there's a post-credit scene in it. I don't know. Uh, I've seen some people's kind of loose opinions of the film out there in the world, but I haven't delved into anybody's review yet because we haven't seen it uh, but Chris Chris was able to kind of get some uh, uh, I, I don't know I don't want to say like a nefarious version of it but uh, we, we're going to wait for a better quality yeah, version. We're going to see what we can do I mean this is the first weekend again you know um, I, I know some people I did see some people on my, my friends list have, have went to the theater to watch it and they were like there's only six people in the whole theater I'm like well that's good but you know that's not guaranteed every time Um and, and you know this is a uh, you know an X Men movie. I, last time I was in an X Men movie, it was a very empty theater um, for Dark Phoenix. So um, who knows what what people are, you know how the, how that's going. But I uh, yeah, I want to review. It. I want to watch it, but we're not going to do it till there's a good way to do so. Yeah, I, I if if it comes down to review, reviewing new movies, I I think it's safe to say that we're going to be reviewing Mulan here shortly because this is a film that we indeed can watch it might be kind of interesting to hear me talk about a live action disney movie just because it's something that i normally mm-hmm. don't do um but also that the mulan film is supposed to be coming out for free on disney plus in december so kind of disney's already kind of setting up this timeline of like you know just a few months in between pay and for free so hopefully that accelerates yeah. things with new well, mutants which is technically on a different uh on a different uh, uh playing field right now and correct me if i'm wrong mike uh, did we see a rumor online this week about um how many they have to sell Oh yeah, like uh, I, I think uh, I think Mulan is looking to get three. What did I say? Three million. million, Three million downloads uh, is what they're hoping for. So and that seems like it's really going to be influential for Black Widow as well. So kind of looking through the end of the rest of the year of this awful, awful year of 2020, where uh, nothing but bad things have happened. Hopefully, on the show we'll be able to talk about New Mutants, Mulan. Maybe Tenant, if we can ever kind of get it out of theaters, that would be great. I don't know mm-hmm. what Christopher Nolan's doing over there with his voodoo. And yeah. then Black Widow would be great. And Wonder, you know, Wonder obviously, Woman. yeah, and Wonder Woman as well. Who knows? That could. 
I honestly I could see Wonder Woman maybe being pushed until like uh, February or March. Uh, I don't know if that'll I, happen again, but I said Warner Warner Brothers got to put something out um, to make money. So they may they it may be. I know they say they weren't going to do the PVOD, but if it if Mulan proves successful, Warner Brothers may do yeah do that as well. But I'm I'm really looking forward to talking about more movies that we have yeah. actually seen that are new on the show. So everybody, yeah. cross your fingers. You know, if there's a god that you pray to, you know, is that if there if you like to like knock on wood or like um, you know jump over cracks on the sidewalk, do all of those things and send the send the good vibes out into the world. Yeah. Um, also, with New Mutant, some of the critics uh, there are again some reviews. Some sites have scores up, but some critics were refusing to review the movie until a safe screening option is available, which means um, they were doing like press screenings in like packed theaters and not sending out DVD screeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the press were like, "We're not." Or the critics were like, "We're not going to go sit in a theater full of everybody to review this movie. Like, you need to." figure something else out so yeah the the reviews out there may be smaller numbers than or or not as prominent reviewers they may just be early reviewers so um we'll see what that that does uh keeping on with the marvel bandwagon um we're what we're supposed to get this year hopefully we get something sooner than next year eternals uh, has removed the word the from its title (laughs) all i can think of is the is the meme from uh the social network where who was it justin timberlake that says drop the just Eternals. Yeah, that's a that's a billion dollars it, right there. Yeah, and, and the, the the logo is like it's like I think they took it off. So it's just Marvel's Eternals, and I'm like, uh-huh. that's fine, that's fine. Uh, James Gunn was on Twitter and jokingly said that Marvel let him have the word the for his Suicide Squad, which is <laughs> the Suicide Squad. So uh, they're they're pretty pretty good about. It. I mean, I don't yeah. this, what this is like a housekeeping item, like nothing. Yeah, really James Gunn. Uh, James Gunn is the lucky man that gets the tread in between two worlds right now, mm-hmm. where he's probably going to make. I, 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 it's safe to say with James Gunn's track record with superhero properties that he's going to probably make a, a top five DC movie for them over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, critically, financially, I'm expecting things to go very, very well for the Suicide Squad, yeah. and he's also very, very well regarded over at Marvel. He's just, uh, he's, he's just like a. What do they say? Like a, a pig and shit. He's having his cake. He's eating his too. I'm uh, I feel uh, I'm very envious of this man. <laughs> yeah, he he he's, he gets to play with groups of B-list characters and make them popular. Mm-hmm. So um, that's good. I still, I mean, I still think and we're gonna talk about that actually more in here. I still think about his, the videos they showed for that last week. I was really really impressed with that. Ant Man and the Wasp uh, is uh, has a writer. We noticed before Jeff Loveness. I didn't know he worked on Rick and Morty uh, for the screenplay. So they've got the story down right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Modoc is rumored to be the big bad for this oh, movie. Oh yes, I think. I mean, that's probably uh, my biggest critique of Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, Ant Man Two, if you will, is that the villain was just extremely weak in my point of view. Uh, mm. It was cool to kind of just see the characters again. You know, I love. Uh, I, you know, I love. Um, I love uh, how they really expanded on on the Wasp's like repertoire. You know, it really made her fit into Endgame there in that last uh, fight scene a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, man, if they could get like a bit like this is like a big like Modok is huge. I mean, Modok uh, literally just a big so, head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he there's there he's set up to he's supposed to have like an animated show mm-hmm. he's the he's a baddie in the avengers game that's coming out to bring him yeah. live action cinematic that would be amazing well also um maybe he is notorious for working with aim uh, which was last seen in iron man 3 mm-hmm. um and 
you know, mixed reactions. I don't think they did a good enough part with AIM because AIM is much bigger than just the extremist stuff. Um, that'd be fun to do it. And all, but my only thing is, you know, I, I really wanted them to dive into the quantum realm more, Mike, you know, we've talked about this like alternate. Oh yeah. But I didn't, I didn't really like what ultimately came of the quantum realm at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. So I, I think I'm okay with them well, maybe moving away from I, it. But they didn't do anything with it. They just supposedly, what was it over a radio? They went in and grabbed this lady and brought her back kind of thing. Like yeah. it was, and then she had powers right. for some unexplained reason that she could control. Well, they, they did explain it. That she was in there and she absorbed, but like I think there's, there, that was like a big cliff, like not a cliffhanger, but you know you're like, okay, what are you, how are you gonna answer these? I just hope they give us something in it, like ah, no, never mind, she's been out of the realm too long, she doesn't have any powers, move along, or or something. But yeah, so I mean, we've seen we've seen Feige and we've seen we've seen the MCU kind of recreate origins and beginnings for different characters. Uh, I'm curious uh, what Modok. Yeah. how they're going to weave him into he's a very bizarre character I mean yes we've seen a talking raccoon and a tree and we've seen some kind of alien like beings from Guardians of the Galaxy but MODOK is he is not humanoid in any way I feel like I can't think of a non-humanoid s character in the MCU yet like I'm really trying to I'm trying to go through the catalog of really Guardians and maybe a little bit of Captain Marvel, but everybody's kind of had two legs and two arms, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and, well, and, and well, Modox does have two head, two arms, and two legs on his body. Well, but they're yeah, they're they're little kind of yeah, things. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's not weird, and he's got like a gem on his head that he can shoot beams out of. Um, now they may again change it to something a little different, but I, I'm ex- in the upcoming game, and you see it in the the trailer. Uh, he's a human to start, and then he evolves into the head thing later so we're gonna see how that so maybe they they can borrow some of that along the way uh i'm just looking at pictures of a modok on google i've been sure it's like oh man i can't wait to see this try to go live action it's gonna be so yeah. crazy but also like modok i could totally imagine modok in like a guardian setting because that setting's already kind of wacky but for the most part ant-man has been grounded in reality but they've really just change the the shift of like size so this will be a big like kind of uh note note change for ant-man but also again we talked about the writer for this one i kind of wrote some rick and morty humor with modok Mm -hmm. it would be about par for the course yeah i I mean i could i could see that working i mean very very sci-fi on both ends of the spectrum yeah so um space and technology so um, yeah, I, I'd see it being fun. And then the other thing, the director Peyton Reed said that there will be equal billing for the Wasp along with Ant-Man. Like, you know, she is, they're both the lead characters. It's not just an Ant-Man movie and she's a sidekick, uh, much like the last one. So, well, I think, I think that makes sense because, um, Evangeline Lilly, her character hasn't really gone through a whole lot of changes throughout the movie. I mean, she's kind of, uh, worked up to being a hero. That was kind of like a big factor of her character of how do I go from just kind of being someone sidelined to being somebody in a suit. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen Scott Lang go from like you know destitute to winning his daughter back to ultimately becoming like a major hero. He like saves the world after he's like caught in the uh, in the quantum realm for a while. You know, mm-hmm. he comes back and his daughter's older now. So I suppose there's some things that his character could still go through. But I feel like you have a lot more left with uh with the wasp that you can do right yeah so yeah I'm, I'm excited to see see kind of what's going on with that when it comes out all right so we're gonna jump gears here into video games mike uh because uh, of this game and this season 
I didn't watch a lot of movies uh, this week or shows. <laughs> I played Fortnite uh, with the Marvel crossover season has kicked off. And it's called Nexus War, and it ties into um, Galactus is coming to devour the Fortnite world. And so Thor, who is in the comics right now, his herald, by choice, comes to Fortnite world to protect it. Uh, Man, I it, swear, just a couple weeks ago, we were talking about Aquaman being in this game. Can yeah. you still be Aquaman and yeah. go up and, like, poke Thor with your trident? Yeah, yeah, you can you can play as all that's, these characters in this. That world. is that is wild. Like we like I feel like people don't quite grasp just how nuts that is because you could you have to be insanely popular like Fortnite is in order to convince brands like this to cross over like in any way. Like I like it kind of makes you think of like Roger Rabbit when they had kind of like these different cartoons yeah. crossing over that would never happen anymore. So it's crazy that in a video game world you can have these two cross over well, like, you know. They it, used to do it in comic books every once in a while. Well, here here's the, the other thing with that is Fortnite was the first game to build in crossplay um mm-hmm. for consoles. Uh so like they're pushing these boundaries for everybody to to be in. But this whole season of Fortnite is Marvel themed. Like every character you unlock in the battle pass is a Marvel character. And you get like you said there's Thor, there's She-Hulk, there's Groot and he has a rocket backpack that you can get with him. Storm, Doctor Doom, Mystique and Iron Man. And Wolverine. Wolverine is unlockable um in like a month. So yeah. I I would uh I, I I'll ask you this expecting you not to know because it's very niche. But the only battle royale game I'm familiar with is uh, Call of Duty, and in the battle pass, kind of the 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 more really uh, desirable stuff is later on in the pass. Uh, do you know what character is like the last yeah. one you unlock? It, Iron Man is 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 a uh, level uh, ninety, and then his um Iron Man suit. So you're Tony Stark at ninety. To get his suit, you emote, and he turns into the suit in the game. Um, mm-hmm. is uh, level 100. Uh, okay, that's really cool. Yeah, I was curious who they were giving uh, yeah. top billing to. The, these are, <laughs> um, other than Wolverine, I think these are in order of release as well. Uh, Wolverine is a special, he has a special side mm-hmm. quest that unlocks every week. Kind of like yeah, the, the I, Intel stuff in, in Warzone. Yeah, I watched a little kind of cinematic trailer for this because that's usually about as much as I, dump, I dip my toe into Fortnite. I really like the aesthetic of the world. They've done a really good job much like Funko with their pops of kind of, you know, creating kind of a graphical look that can adapt to other things. And uh, they're really lucky that, you know, comic book characters look really cool in the Fortnite Mm -hmm. aesthetic. I love that Wolverine in that trailer when his like, he has kind of like these kind of boxy kind of like chunky hands, I would say. And then the the claws come out of him. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I want that as like a, as like a figure. Like uh, I know that they sell Fortnite like action figures because I've literally seen children run into the pharmacy or you know, into CVS until they're like toy area to grab them. Uh, so uh, that would be cool if Marvel, if Marvel gets the same treatment, because that would just be kind of cool figures to own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're all really cool. Cause they all come with their regular skin and then they all have, um, what are called, they're not legacy challenges, but, um, you, uh, once you level them up a little bit, you get the ability to emote into a different mode. So she Hulk is Jennifer Walters and then you emote and she turns into she Hulk. Uh, yeah. Mystique has an emote that if you kill someone and you emote, you become her, their skin. She uses her Mystique power. Uh, mm. So you look like them. And, and Doctor Doom has a big Doctor Doom chair he sits on when he wins kind of thing. 
Yeah. Um, so I just um, I just looked up uh, Marvel Fortnite because I wanted to kind of get another look at the the character designs, and I, I see this news article here that says it looks like Black Panther is supposed to arrive yeah. in the season. So I don't know in what as in what so, capacity, but that's really cool. Well, the other thing is Silver Surfer is a, is a purchasable character, much like you buy a regular skin in, in Call of Duty. Um, so Silver Surfer is purchasable as of last night. So I believe. Maybe not weekly, but every every month or every two weeks there will be another one. But I did see the Black Panther rumor. Uh, they still have the designs in it yet. Um, the Captain America was purchasable on the 4th of July uh, before they did a Black Widow and a Star-Lord previously as well for the um, in-game mode. So uh, they've there's been some Marvel crossovers before, but a whole season of Marvel. If you're a superhero fan, this is definitely... Um, the video game month to be in for Marvel fans. So oh, yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah. So, I'm just looking at that. I like Wolverine's costume. He's kind of got like these, like these kind of like black shoulder pads and he's got these kind of blue kind of like fins on the side of his, uh, on the side of his suit. Yeah. It looks yeah. cool. And, then and Thor's looking all crazy with that, uh, with that, uh, hair hold kind of design. Yeah. So they also have ability tokens in the regular modes, uh, for this game we kind of talked about. So like, uh, if you beat Doctor Doom, he's also an NPC in the game. If you beat him, you get his gloves to do blasts. Or there's a Groot ball that heals you, and you can roll through stuff and knock down builds. Um, so you you may have literally said this, and maybe I just uh, I, I just uh, uh, blinked for a second. But is uh, is Rocket just on Groot's shoulder all the time? No, he is a um, he. That's Groot's uh, unlock later is to get Rock as, Rocket as a backpack. Oh, okay, gotcha. So he's not in there unless you equip it. Um, later baby Groot is gotcha, also a backpack gotcha. oh that's cool wait dancing. that's two groups well i guess they, there can be multiple groups that's okay yeah, yeah. So it's, it's fortnite none of this crossover stuff really matters but it's really <laughs> fun uh it looks like there's um gonna be more this season again this is only like four days in so um definitely be bringing updates as we come through this for the next 10 weeks it ends november 30th so uh yeah i'm looking forward oh and the other thing is a higher level so if you get above a level 100 mike you get Foil versions, gold foil versions, and holographic foil versions of these characters. Ooh, fancy! <laughs> yeah, so just like old comic book covers that were meaningless. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's really fun. I'm really I'm really digging the details and stuff like that. So if you're um, into Fortnite, it's free season. They got free stuff in there. Uh, but if you buy the battle pass, you get all the cool skins as you play. The other thing, uh, Mike, I just showed you a picture as, as soon as I walked in the house before we recorded. My Marvel Avengers game is here. It is beside me in a big box. Yeah, what's in the big old box? That's one thing I didn't ask is what is contained in the box besides the game. In the box, I've got it right here, contains a 12-inch full-color Captain America statue. Oh, uh, cool. From in the game. A 6-inch Hulk bobblehead. Not a Funko, just a regular bobblehead. Mm-hmm. Avenger pin, a Black Widow belt buckle, um, my like 18th Mjolnir keychain, um, <laughs> a steelbook of the game, and Iron Man's prototype blueprints. I would give a challenge to anybody out there who wants to buy the license to make a Thor merchandise is to dream up something that's not the the Mjolnir keychain. It's very, very cool. I also own one. I bought it a while ago, and it's very cool. It has a nice little bit of heft to it. It's like in the side of my car door. So like when I'm like driving, when I used to be stuck in traffic, and I'm not stuck in traffic anymore right now, but I would just play with it. I would swing it around and pretend that I'm Thor. But like, uh, think of another collectible. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, they could be, maybe make it Stormbreaker at the very least, you know? I'm just like, uh, you got to think of something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I maybe a Stormbreaker um, cheese knife. 
Yeah. Because it's got a sharp like, blade on one end of it. I like what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Have, have some fun with that. Um, but I, I think, that, I mean, this game comes out. There's a CG trailer for this for release week. They put up several blog posts detailing, you know, um, how the, their battle pass system works, which um, all the characters have a free pass and a paid pass, but they unlock all the paid pass for the six original characters for free. So any new character will be like 10 extra dollars to buy their paid pass, which that's pretty fair, I think. Um, and you get the money back in that like regular battle passes, Mike, we talked about where they mm-hmm. give you coins back. So you've put $10 in by the time you get the next one, you'll already have put all your, you already have the money back. <laughs> I'm afraid Chris, you're already in a database over there at mm-hmm. square and you're listed as a whale and yeah. they're just going to be like, what can we, what can we make this guy give us money for? <laughs> you're going to be hyper targeted, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, that, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they know what I'm about. Um, you know, I'm not, so uh, I'm not spending money eating out. So you know, like I was gonna spend it somewhere. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to to dip my toe in. Like I said, I'm waiting until kind of it actually releases. I've 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 only avoided kind of the uh, the 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 uh, the pre-release stuff just because I couldn't. Men- I want to mentally wrap my head around it when it's actually out. Um, so it sounds yeah. like that's gonna be this week. Uh, I need to I need to go on PlayStation and like you know quote unquote pre-order it just so I can get the download going at the right yeah. right time. But well, yeah, I just have no idea. Like I think the last time I really 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 looked at that this game really really hard was at comic-con last year when we kind of saw all the footage that they showed us in hall h yeah so uh i've just kind of just seen clips and bits bits and bobs since then so i'm looking forward looking forward to see what it has to offer man yeah yeah me too i'm, I'm excited to to dive in the beta was just a sampling uh, i want to know the story and all that other fun stuff um with it and the cg trailer you know it's not gameplay but it shows you like you get to play as all these avengers and combine them your abilities and stuff like that. One of the things I also learned, uh, one of the things in the battle passes, or it's also going to be in the story, you can buy different or acquire different takedown animatics. So uh, we talked about how two people can team up to take down a, you know, like a bigger, like a stunned large enemy. Um, mm-hmm. You can get different ones, so you're not using the same one every time um, for that. So that's one going to be one of the cool things they, they put in the, the battle passes. So... Um, yeah, it's coming out this week. Uh, if you're gonna, it's the uh, the pre-order preload is already up for PlayStation, which gets three days early, so we can start on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, if you're listening this Monday, go ahead and get it on PlayStation. Go that way. I think Xboxes might have pre early. I don't know. Mine doesn't come in until Tuesday either, so we'll we'll see. But yeah, excited. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon is an upcoming, I believe this is a Disney animated movie, correct, Mike? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And um, they've released their first in-movie CG rendering of this, of um, the character Raya and um, her little little pet here. I think her pet's name, um, I don't have it written down here, but um, they have announced that Kelly Marie Tran of Star Wars, um, the newest Star Wars, is voicing the character of Raya as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's just kind of staying within the, that Disney family uh, there. Mm-hmm. there. There's there been some like uh, kind of concept art that came out of this film, yeah. I think, a few months ago. So it's cool to get a, a rendering. Um, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I watched the uh, the Frozen Two documentary that's up on uh, that's up on Disney Plus right now. I think it's six is it six parts possibly. Yeah, probably. But um, but in many of those episodes, they kind of cut to this master kind of um, war room for the film, where they sit down with a bunch of uh, very smart people to ask them questions about like, oh, what can we fix in the story? You know, I believe this would usually happen after like a screening of the film. Like, oh, what problems did you have? What did you like? What can we fix? And I thought it was really cool that they had the team 
like the directing team and possibly the writing team from Raya and the Last Dragon or Raya. I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, they had them in that war room, so it's kind of cool that over at Disney Animation they have like all of their talent just kind of working together to make their movies better. So um, yeah, it was kind of cool just to see that like even when Frozen uh, was being made, they were kind of uh, leaning on some of their other talent that's kind of making their next film. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they tend to, to do that. I think the director of Ray and the Last Dragon did, um, I just looked it up, um, did another really good, uh, Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6 Ooh, was his, his other Disney gotcha. movie. Which is, I think, I think it's a good movie, so. Um, the description they also gave for this movie is, as an evil force threatens the fictional kingdom of Kumandra, they put fictional in here, just in case you didn't know, <laughs> the two um, must leave their heartlands home and track down the last dragon to help stop the villainous Drun, maybe Drun? Drun? Drun, Drun. Um, yeah, it, so. it looks like we're going to have lots of weird weird characters or weird animals, because I'm looking at this thing, and it looks like a bear that's crossed with like a roly-poly bug, yeah. which kind of makes me think of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender with all of their uh, spliced together uh, oh, yeah. animals so uh, yeah it's weird to think that with this weird kind of animal that a dragon is still like a unique thing is the dragon mixed with anything else but yeah. the, the the art looks cool it looks like this landscape has like this crazy kind of like circular mountain with a kingdom on it but yeah I'm all on board for this uh, you know it seems like it's poised to make a lot of money uh, because you know Disney is usually trying to to uh, cater towards our audience and also the uh, the Chinese uh, audience. So uh, yeah, this looks like it might be up their alley as well. Yeah, and they did. I mean, um, I know Pixar's one of their last things was like Coco, which was uh, you know um, helps. Uh, I guess not not expose, but like help people be um, show other cultures to the world. So mm-hmm. uh, they they do really good at keeping that um, true true to form. The Mandalorian uh, season two should be something we get this year, Mike. We're gonna cross my fingers here uh, that nothing else horrible happens. Um, <laughs> reports are that Rosario Dawson filmed footage as Ahsoka Tano in the past two weeks, uh, promo right. footage, promo footage, and the this new footage being added into the trailer for season two, hence the delay of that trailer. Um, oh, trailer! Because <laughs> we are over one year since the Mandalorian season one debut trailer came out um yeah i know they were also using it to launch the service uh and you know right now mulan is the focus of disney plus um Mm -hmm. but you know um if if we're gonna get it late october mid late october um and they drop some ahsoka tano footage in there mike would that just blow your mind yeah, that would be rad. I'm <laughs> curious what she's going to look like. Like, I'm curious uh, how much of her is going to be practical. If any parts of her are going to be uh, CG, uh, you know, are, are they going to paint? Are they going to paint her, or you know, like the like Gamora, or are they going to do something uh, digital? Uh, I'll wait and see. Uh, I think this is another point to bring up that kind of production of the stuff that we like is slowly starting to pick up under very strict, you know, regulations. So mm-hmm. the drought has is is hopefully starting to ease up a little bit. We're starting to get a little sprinkle. Some of the plants are starting to come back. Uh, it's just like how isolated can your crew be? What can you pull off? Uh, and this is all barring that nothing bad happens, you know, like a, mm. a crew member somehow comes across uh, a little bit of COVID and then uh, shuts the whole thing down. So I'm glad that they see things that are starting 
to pick back up. Well, we have a lot of friends out here that uh, work in the industry, yeah. and uh, one of them works in in dailies, which is kind of the bridge in between the physical onset production and and the post production. And she had been out of work for a while um, because you know she as she said when things aren't filming she's not working. But she finally just picked up a, a, a new gig. I, I believe it was a, a Hulu show. So it seems like things are starting to pick back up, which is good news for us here on the show because we need stuff to talk about. <laughs> right. And the other thing, is, again, just to clarify, again, I know you're not saying this, Mandalorian Season 2, I think it's pretty much done. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been done. But the done. fact that they were able to bring her back in to do yeah. promo stuff is, yeah. is and, important. And the way that they, since, we, I mean, we saw the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian, they literally just had the large room with the walls where they film. Mm-hmm. So it's like having their own little personal filming bubble. Um, yeah. Probably makes it a little easier uh, for, for that one to keep everything very, very yeah, contained. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. The same site is also, was very, they've been hitting out of the park with a lot of these reports, is why I say this, is that uh, Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader will be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Mm. Um, and also featuring Commander Cody in the 212th Clone Battalion. So I'm assuming there's going to be some flashbacks. Yeah, so one thing that I think would be kind of cool to see, I I don't know if it's can, uh, I guess they can make it canon, if you will, but we have seen Vader at his initial inception in the prequels. We see him go straight into that armor, right? He goes, Anakin goes from the lava pit into a black suit pretty quickly. I think there's like a montage where it just happens Mm. in like a couple of minutes, but I think it would have been cool to see like a proto Vader suit at some point in time, you know, like maybe, like it seemed like... strange that they had the suit kind of like ready to go for somebody mangled to go right into but if we get to see another version of vader like it would be kind of cool if he had a slightly different suit i know i'm the type of person that really likes the visuals of like costumes and like the progress of them so maybe it doesn't make any sense in the story of vader but wouldn't it be cool to add canon of this guy in a slightly different look. Like, it doesn't have to be a lot, but yeah, I don't know, maybe he's trying out something new and ultimately it doesn't work and he goes back to the old Vader suit, but, you know, if they're gonna go back to him, give me something a little different. I think that could be fun. Yeah, I mean, well, I I mean, this wouldn't be necessarily Vader. This would be like, I don't know, 10 years after he's Vader, though. But it would, but, but it would be a Vader before we originally ever met him, you know, in the very first Star Wars film yeah. and when he was created in the prequel. So it just seems like a lot of time for a dude not to change his look at all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he could have experimented with like a new button or maybe a new pipe that like a new tubing that yeah. comes off of him. You know, I'm just looking for a little something, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying real hard. I don't think he'll <laughs> be in there too much simply because I only say that because Obi-Wan and Vader never cross paths until a new hope again mm-hmm. um so i don't know how much will be in there that that was the other thing i was gonna say. how much flashbacks to anakin and um obi-wan in the clone wars will there be and how many how much darth vader will actually be there um mm-hmm. with with that because you know i mean they were it took them what how many years 20 years to build the death star um right because like, this wasn't operational until a new hope and they started building it literally at the end of revenge mm-hmm. right so um I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll see some more, some more of the Death Star stuff. I'm thinking. I want a new button. Just give me one new button. You're not getting. I want to hear. I want to. I want to hear the replica prop uh, forum like go into all the nitty gritty of just like, oh, if you want to be Vader Cannon from the Obi Wan show, you got to get this new button, or your cosplay is not going to be right. Mm. No, I think we'll spend too much time making sure it looks like the the old one more, <laughs> more than anything else. 
but ah, I mean, but this. anyway, I mean, that's cool that you know they're at, like looking at more than just you know, um, just a bunch of new people, right? Like you know, they can they mm-hmm. can tie tie this in together for that. I said I was going to bring it up, and here it is, Mike. The Suicide Squad movie. The rumored villain will be the character Starro. Are you familiar with Starro at all? Absolutely not. And then after I clicked this link, <laughs> I was not expecting this. That's for sure. Yeah. So Starro literally looks like a large, oversized starfish, and he is purple <laughs> and has a red eye in the middle. And um, he sends out little bitty versions of it to latch on the people's faces. Um, think of the, the the brain slugs from um, Futurama. Futurama. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Uh, but they go on their face, so the the eye of Star is now in the middle of that person's face. So some of the footage from last week uh, showed some people in the background with very much purple things on their faces. They look like starfish. Uh, okay, and um, it looks to be that this is not this is a, like a very badly kept secret. Apparently, um, that it, that uh-huh. the villain will be Starro, and that Taika Waititi will be the voice. Of Starro instead uh, of King Shark. That's great. I love this. Uh, it's funny because if, you know if you move the starfish to the back of the head and hide it, this could also almost be the same villain for uh, uh, Kill the Justice League, the Suicide mm. Squad game, because you know they're they're fighting villains. But they, yeah, this this seems right up the alley of the Suicide Squad. Of how do you create um, a villain that you have to send other villains after? You know, so it makes me, it does make me think. You know, if we're seeing this comic book version of a villain who takes over heroes are we going to be getting like a big dc hero maybe making like a cameo like in the in the third act at the very end like i'm not saying it's going to be superman or batman or anything but who knows maybe it could just be like uh, it could be like a robin or something like that or it could be like um be like hawkman or something as a as a starfish on his head you know and i'm sure james gunn will will kind of write it in a funny way yeah i I think um this is just a weird character a very large uh starfish alien that wants to take over everyone and i think that's right up james gunn's villains like territory he did uh slither with the the slugs that took over people if you remember james gunn james gunn seems like the type of guy that would get along really well with jason momoa and Mm -hmm. he would he's aquaman and that makes a lot of sense so that would be i mean it's all it's all ocean themed Uh, i mean i don't know much about star i wouldn't be surprised if it's a starfish from space and it doesn't live in our oceans at all (laughs) yeah he's an alien uh for sure (laughs) um so it'd be funny if it was aquaman yeah that that was stuck to his face but but yeah i I definitely don't if this is the if that's who's in it and that's who's voicing i'm not going to be surprised and they're going to save that reveal for the big trailer i think that's gonna be fun mm-hmm. and also with the suicide squad if one of them gets taken over by the starfish they just blow their head up so because they all got bombs mm-hmm. in their heads so there you go yeah, there easy you go. <laughs> um the warner brothers press site may have revealed the release date for Zack snyder's uh version of justice league mm-hmm. uh for september 5th of 2021 um, man, that seems like a seems like a bit of ways, man. <laughs> yeah, they they've been able to add so much uh, dark side lately. I figured they'd have it a little sooner. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose this could be go one of two ways. It could be finished a lot sooner than that, and then they're just trying to find the right time to market it and plug it into HBO Max. Maybe they could be making some sort of push. You know, this could be very strategic release. 
Or, you know, like we said at the very, very beginning when this made official, the Snyder Cut technically never existed and lots of money and time had to go in to make it an actual mm-hmm. thing. So maybe it's truly not going to be done till September. You know, maybe Snyder's got to take a little bit of time to put Tignataro into his Netflix movie. Then he's got to jump back onto the Snyder Cut and do some more renderings for Darkseid. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I don't know how much work needs to be done. Uh, a lot, a little, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, still figuring out, you know, again, the name of it still hasn't been finalized yet, even, um, it's going to be Zack Snyder's Justice League or what, so, uh, yeah, there's probably a lot more to it, but I mean, I think a whole year is a, it's a long wait, but, you know, if they've got other stuff in the meantime, maybe scheduling it around HBO's other originals that already have dates locked yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing that I could possibly think of is hopefully the world gets back to normal relatively quickly at the beginning of next year, and there's just going to be a big a big onslaught of releases of movies and streaming stuff, and you know the the Snyder Cut could possibly end up being both of those things that need to be have a simultaneous release of theaters and then also streaming as well uh, at some point in time. So maybe September is the only open hole that Warner Brothers has. Like all these movies that were supposed to come out in the summer are going to get like early release so that could be a possibility as well Mm -hmm. so yeah so um yeah hbo max uh september 5th 2021 right now could be a placeholder could be could be real so we'll keep an eye on that you shot this news over to me earlier this week and i saw a little bit more in detail here but netflix is making a live action resident evil series and they're diving right into this man they are this isn't like yeah, we're going to do it, and that's it. They actually give us a, the story of what's going on, and that is eight episodes already. Yeah, like they're, I mean, they're committing to Resident Evil right now. Yeah. I, now, I haven't seen – it looks like you have some descriptions of the yes. show down here. I haven't seen any of this stuff, so what is this? So, yeah, so the, the show will follow two different timelines. Uh, one mm-hmm. is going to be the 14-year-old sisters, Jade and Billy Wesker, uh, who are new to Raccoon City. So this um, their dad is Albert Wesker who's like a main antagonist in the Resident Evil series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the, the other timeline is a, a decade into the future where the T-Virus has already taken over. Um, one of the sisters, Jade, uh, you know, keeps secrets from her past about her sister, her father, and herself. So it looks like they're going to do pre-virus and post-virus kind of timelines in this family here. Uh, so. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, of uh, the air of Arrow when they would do the yeah. present and then they would flash back to the past. So uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be doing equal fifty uh, fifty for this yeah. first. And now I'm not a huge I'm not a huge expert when it comes to the Resident Evil franchise, but I do very much like the games. And even when I don't get around to playing a game playing one of these games i like to go uh, on youtube and watch people do let's plays of them because it's very interesting it's a very fleshed out zombie universe that can get very wild and wacky and usually towards the end of every game it gets very science fiction it's like you always seem to start off in some sort of village or town uh and then at the very end you're in like a scientific military base like like defeating yeah. something with a giant laser beam, it, it escalates very quickly. So uh, that always entertains me. But as far as I know, to me, these this sounds like a brand new. Like I didn't, I was familiar with Wesker being a villain, but I didn't know he had kids. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of a cool avenue to go into. It, it reminds me maybe a little bit of the Runaways, where our main characters don't know that their pit dad is the villain, and it's kind of a cool angle. The look of just like, oh man, we're kids. We have to move to this new town. I don't want to live in Raccoon City. All my friends are back home, but our dad moves around for work a lot. And then, oh crap, he's actually like an evil side 
scientists and now they're zombies and we got to escape them. So yeah, I think I think they could be really be um, working on something fun here. Yeah, I, there's a uh, again like I said there's like I said there's very little they don't cover the sisters very much, but having two different timelines means, you know, they this, this could this skirt around the movie franchise? Uh Probably not, because I think Wesker's in those. So I think this will be a brand new thing, and possibly lead into other Netflix, um, you know, um, purchases in, in the Resident Evil territory. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't imagine that there's a huge Resident Evil game fan that's also a huge Resident Evil movie fan that would be so concerned of the film canon that this Netflix show would come out. Yeah, it does very much sound like a new thing. Yeah, ex- exactly, and that's that's definitely cool with me. I. I think I saw all of those except the last one, um, and uh, I wish I hadn't. So, keep that going. <laughs> Lastly, Mike, I just saw this earlier, and I'm putting this in here for you because of what you watched last week. So you finally got to watch the thing, and now John Carpenter's team with Blumhouse to reboot the franchise. No. So to okay. do a new uh, new thing with the uh, the creator of the of the remake, I guess the thing, uh, John Carpenter. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I think I said last week, I didn't necessarily fawn over the movie like a lot of people have in the past. I'm not, I'm not saying that that makes me <laughs> better than anybody else, but it didn't it didn't hit me as mm. hard as maybe some other people that got to see it a little bit earlier. Maybe that could have changed my perception of it, but I would still be down for a reboot, especially if it's helmed by uh, John Carpenter. I watched. Uh, I really like Red Letter Media. Uh, they do a lot of really fun uh, film reviews and like retrospectives. And after I watched the thing, and I, I went back and I watched their uh, kind of uh, their uh, look back at the the franchise, and they they briefly talked about the the 2011. Uh, technically, it was a prequel because there's kind of two lab facilities in the Arctic. Yeah. So, but uh, apparently they, they they did they didn't like that they didn't like it. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't hold a candle to the uh, to the John Carpenter's original. But uh, directors going back to their old stuff. Last time I thought about that happening uh, was uh, with Mad Max Fury Road uh, from uh, was it George Miller, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Miller, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't and say Fury... Frank Miller. I mean Frank Miller or something. Else, <laughs> yeah, and Fury Road was amazing and astonishing. So, uh, I, yeah, I would welcome John Carpenter back. Uh, uh, Blumhouse seems like a good place for it to go because I'm not saying uh, John Carpenter couldn't get the budget that he wants for mm-hmm. sure, uh, but Blumhouse usually tries tries to keep things a little bit more reserved. So that's always good for horror in general. So, yeah, this could be cool. And, you know, if this is to reboot the franchise, it sounds like maybe there could be more than one film in the works. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Are they going to go back to the Arctic and just reboot this from the beginning? Or maybe kind of change things up and do a different setting? Maybe they're in the middle of an isolated jungle or the desert or something like that. Or maybe it could be a small town that gets the the thing gets into. (laughs) Well, with what Carver said, he he won't confirm or deny it's a prequel, sequel, or remake. So um, it could be a a sequel. if it's yeah, like you said, if it's somewhere else in a different, you know, what happens if it gets into like a city environment instead of a an isolated Arctic environment? Yeah, I uh, mean, I won't sp- I won't spoil the film if you haven't seen it, but it kind of ends on it ends very ambiguously. Yeah. So the thing could still, I think, could still be out there. I think he could, uh, or you know, it could just be a new thing could just show up. Maybe you know, a yeah. new thing crashes on the planet. Right, because because I know the the newer one was a, technically a prequel. Um, so yeah, with, with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So there's a lot of places they could do with it. I mean, I know a lot of people are fascinated with this thing that can 
imitate whatever it wants, but not make, you know, can't talk if it's a person. So, um, yeah, definitely interesting to, to see that, uh, what they do with that. But I thought it was cool for you, man. I thought we'd, uh, throw that down, uh, throw that down well, for I'm you. I'm prepared. I'm glad to know that I'm prepared for a future movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's our, that's our show for this week, Mike. We're going to, we're going to wrap it up here, get it on our way. Um, if people want to know what you're up to, uh, if they want to go check out your comic, I think, did you post it this week or last week? You posted your comic. Uh, last week. Yeah. But, uh, the best like place it. to find, best place to find all that stuff is at Mike Royer design on Instagram and Twitter. And as Chris mentioned, you could read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, we know you're going to be playing Avengers this week. You're going to yeah. be diving deep as deep as you can possibly go into this game. Cause you're a whale and you can go very deep into the ocean. It, that it, is Marvel. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I've also uh, got like a, a four day weekend. So, uh, you know, just sign me right up. I'm on board here. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N or Instagram, Valdan87. I'll be in there. Or you can find me on um, Xbox, which is Valdan and I believe PlayStation's Valdan87. So hit me up on there if you're playing Avengers this week um, or, or, or not. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Uh, people know more about the show, uh, where they can uh, subscribe, listen to reviews, get merch. What, what Where can they find that at? Oh, Chris, it's so, so easy. All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the hub. That is the repository. That is the 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 Justice League, um, what is it, tower? What's the, it's the Justice League watchtower of the show, SuperheroSlate.com. Uh, it's the best place to get our show notes, so if you want to check out some of those uh, uh, images and trailers that we talked about this week, if you want to see what the hell a Starro is, we got the yeah. link in our, in our show notes over there at SuperheroSlate.com find us on apple Podcasts, youtube spotify and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts like ours please like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram if you want merch just head on over to superhero slate.com slash store uh, we love hearing from you we love it when you guys reach out uh tell us what you like about the show what you want us to talk about How, were you lucky enough to see new mutants mm-hmm. if you are i hope you are safe and i'm jealous that you got to go out and see a movie um, oh, I forgot to mention that we went. I, I went out of my way online, and I bought all of the stuff that movie theaters use to make movie theater oh, popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, yeah, popcorn. Yeah, yeah, and and I made some, and I was honestly shocked. It tastes exactly like the movie theater it, to the point where it makes it makes it feel like even more of a waste to spend eight dollars on movie theater popcorn because uh, with the amount of with the quantity of stuff I bought, which is the smallest quantity I could have bought, like I can make like hundreds of batches of this popcorn and it tastes exactly like it and and it's very very good. So if you're really missing the movie theater experience and you can't get out there, uh, you need you need the um, you need the coconut oil popping oil, which is colored with beta carotene. You need a product called Flavacol, which is like the, the it's like the salt seasoning. Then also you need buttery topping, which is basically just oil. There's no butter involved at all. But there's also beta carotene in that also. If you're ever curious how popcorn gets its color, it's carrots. Uh, you just need those three things, and you'll make awesome popcorn. And Jim reached out, super fan Jim reached out and gave me um, some tips on how to use uh, that popcorn stuff uh, properly. But uh uh, yeah, there you go. If you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is go out and start making some movie theater popcorn. It'll make your week a lot better. And um, you'll be a super fan of this show. And then if you're a super fan of the show, you can play video games with Chris online. Yes, that's right. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cap off yeah. this uh, really really awful week, <laughs> and hopefully your this new week with our podcast starts off much better. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you guys then. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe!
I, I don't like canned Diet Pepsi. Um, I like Fountain. It's like Taco Bell or something like that. Mm, you're yeah, a stickler, so. I see.